Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. The Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast, if you didn't catch that in the intro, but you're here. <laughs> if you missed it. <laughs> episode 413? Or before, you, click, or before you clicked on the episode. Yeah, I mean, if you stumbled upon us... <laughs> It's a good for you, man. If you didn't figure it out by the time you got to this Welcome. point, Ugh. I don't know how you did it. I think this is four hundred thirteen. Mm, nobody actually knows. Um, does it matter once you get past like four hundred episodes? We have a tolerance of plus or minus three episodes. Yeah, how many are we going to make it? I mean, we would like to hit eight hundred. Liver failure. Yeah, we or something just cut it off. Is we're done. If you want to just quit, I'm going to say at least fifteen hundred. Just quit. They're out there right now. Just done after that. Yeah. Well, that's a mustache. Don't end our careers on I'm a limit. I'm just saying. Bro. Not that we do this for a living Our yet. Peak. Or we'll be able to retire by that. Yeah. So. <laughs> we peaked. Yeah. We sold it. We sold it to Meat Eater. <laughs> BHA and Meat Eater bought us. And now we're a part of the Democratic Party. Um, Joe Biden, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. And we provided a code. Well, we didn't do it. They did. Uh, gave you a code WCB15. Save yourself some money. HHASports.com. I like single pin sites. Quickly, I'm shooting a Tetra. Doug, what are you shooting? Tetra Max. Ross? Tetra. 
Do you feel bad that you like shit on HHA in front of Scott Bakken and then you guys almost got in a fight and then now you're an HHA guy? I don't feel bad about it at all. Okay. I thought, I mean, I thought they, he actually near, beat you up. No, he, he went nose to nose. I got to smell him pretty good, but <laughs> I, uh, no, honestly, that that got. I mean, it's been it's been weird trying to go from a five pin to a single pin. But how's it been overall? I though? got to a single pin. I mean, you get in that rut action. I mean, you don't know what they're going to do. Like I, you know, I, I dialed as a twenty, thinking I'm killing this deer at eight feet, and all of a sudden sniffs, you know, smells me, blows out, runs out to twenty seven yards, twenty eight. Yeah, I just. Held a little high. And Kentucky windage. Kentucky windage. Yeah. It's also knowing Kentucky your equipment, windage. too, you know. Yeah, it just takes time, though. I mean, honestly, if you're going to do that single pin thing, you just, I mean, which I have, you mm-hmm. just got to spend some time and set it at 20 and then walk around the yard. I find I make better shots because I range and dial to the exact yardage that I range them out. Mm-hmm. What yeah. uh, what HHA are you shooting? But you, but if you don't have time to dial to the exact yardage. Know your equipment. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you just you float around the yard. And That's then plus, plus or minus. Plus what, or which one are you shooting? Tetra. Austin? I'm shooting a zero pin right now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the no pin. <laughs> no nice. It's kind of cocky. But if you but if you weren't cocky, if you weren't, oh, when I when I do pull the compound out, I got a tetra. That's some bitch. All right, awesome. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> what are you shooting, Eric? <laughs> the tetra max. Hell yeah, Judd. Are you shooting an HHA? Yeah, tetra max. Uh, f- I got the tetra max now. I'm going to a tetra max four pin. Uh, oh really as ross mentioned yeah, yeah. Got a lot of deer coming in a lot of different ranges and i yeah. love that um everyone that, who's oh, going I like who that. the fuck is, who the fuck is that guy the food judd mccollum yep he is team working class bow hunter here in the house thank you for being here yeah i'm glad to be here we'll get to you a little bit you just got circled into the ad you know mm-hmm. you just sit nice. there for a second don't go anywhere just sit there man just <laughs> shut your mouth around you hogging the episode <laughs> um so the moment hha title sponsor super thankful for that partnership um also scent crusher my favorite scent crusher product a lot of questions on this even though we do have our own rapid mobile shower mm-hmm. working class bow hunter edition that's pretty awesome I like the gear bag. Um, I've been using the roller bag more this year than I have the regular gear bag, more for capacity reasons, doing some traveling, hunting. Big Doug, fan of the roller bag. Roller bag's your your, your deal, huh? Yeah. What like about it. you, Ross? i tell you what. I built a little closet, just uh, insulated it. Um, it can't be, what is it, five foot by seven foot, eight foot, I think. Yeah. Five by eight. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm hanging the I'm, – I'm putting that – uh, room clean in there. Oh, really? And just That's a good idea. Every time I come in, I, I roll the Ranger in the garage, shut it off, get in there, change my clothes. It's, I have a recommendation for you. I got a closet hanging on the wall, and then I'll I'll put all my clothes in there, and then I'll just hit the room clean, and out I go. You need to get a Halo series. Oh, the roller bag yep. is a Halo series unit. So when you do your traveling hunts out to kill mule deer, you can take that unit with you, and it charges. Yeah, and you can just toss that baby into the closet. Bam! I'll be damn. Well, bam! Thank you, I'm catching up. Damn. I'm catching up on the product. You're here. getting there. Austin, what's your favorite scent crusher deal? I got the mobile shower right now. Um, I want to get the tote. I just yeah. like being able to throw the tote in the truck, uh, keep the rain off of it if, if it needs to stay in the bed of the truck. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't have one yet, but I'm getting one of those for sure. We'll talk. Eric, gear bag, just the regular gear bag. The regular gear bag. Yep. I take my clothes off in the garage, throw them in there, start it, and then when I head to the woods, I'll throw that. Usually, I'm I head to the woods after work, so I don't have time to yeah go home and change and everything. So I'll throw everything in the gear bag, throw it in my 
Shower can come into play there too. Yep. Throw it in Helen. Joe, you got Sun Crusher stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, gear bag got the closet, the ozone go, uh, damn room clean. Got more dust. How'd that happen? I got the good <laughs> stuff. Damn, dude. <laughs> Pretty cool. Stint crusher, um, loophole optics. We're all using loophole. If we're not, we should be. I like ten by forty twos, whatever uh, version you can afford. Um, check out loophole optics. Uh, great people, by the way, man. All the way out awesome there, people. Beaverton, Oregon. Uh, Michael Winicky, Winicky. Winicky, whatever his last name is, nobody knows. We got to get him in the studio, man. Good, good dude. Um, super thankful that we crossed paths with that guy. Um, he's a Midwestern man. It's probably why he's such a good dude. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a, everyone that works at Leupold's awesome. Uh, that's actually my like when we have partnerships with people, the people matter just as much as the products do. Oh, Johnny Utah's got a saying like that. Like products better be good. I don't remember how he words it, but it's awesome. The people have to be good. The products have to be good. Um, but mainly the people. I don't know. We'll get him in here to fucking word that. <laughs> you just butchered that. Yeah. Oh, I did for sure. And I'll, I'll own it. Um, Thermoseat. They have a code at Thermoseat uh, WCTS. We also have our own working class bowhunter version Thermoseats on workingclassbowhunter.com. Um, also, Victory Archery. Uh, we can do a lap here. I think we all agree on the same Thermoseat stuff from the wedges to the, the traditional ones yep, that we're yep, all sitting yep. on right now. Um, Victory. I'm shooting the RIP TKOs. RIP TKOs. Oh, yeah. RIP TKOs. RIP TKOs out of the compound and Trad 450s out of the longbow. Eric? Ooh, do you like those trads? I do. They're sweet. They look like wood arrows, so you get you I get the perfect set. match of, like, they're all straight like a, a regular carbon arrow, but you get the nostalgia of the wood. It's cool. Yeah. I, got a set, I got a dozen of them for my longbow. Nice. But I haven't set them up yet. I'll help you with that. Hmm. You do need to do that. You guys are bonding. This is nice. That's cool. But on my compound, the extortion. <laughs> what are, you, are you shooting rip? I'm not. You shooting victory? It's on the list. No. Oh, you're getting there, though. I'm getting there. You're a team player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out Victory Archery. Also, Gator Outdoors, um, a lifestyle brand outfitting the working class, a fairly local um, up-and-coming business in the outdoor industry that we're glad to support. Wade has been killing it. He's the owner of Gator. He's killed a lot of bucks. He just killed a river buck. Yep. Actually, killed one on an island off the Mississippi, I believe. Yeah, he had a good year. Yeah, Pretty absolutely. cool. Check out GatorOutdoors.com. Um, that's just a good wholesome brand that you want to support. They oh, yeah. get kids involved, the family involved, pretty good stuff. Um, also, lead archery. I think we all have cures. Um, what do you, you Judd? Valor. Oh, nice. Man, you are nice. on it, man. Sweet. Um, lead My archery. Man. Code WCB. Everything Outdoor Group. Um, big time. I can't use supplemental feed. Neither can Ross. Neither can Austin. Neither can Judd. Um, but we are we are food plot men. Um, code WCB twenty twenty and. Doug and Eric are supplemental feed guys. That's right. And, and food, food plot. plot. Yeah, and food yeah, plot. yeah I see where that got them. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nowhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fucking nowhere. All right. Take it easy. That's take it. Easy. I'm out of here. You know what? Well, I mean, I'm, come on. I'm you know what it is? It's all this shitting on Illinois. Got well, you guys. I got to talk shit. Well, that's fair. You guys Talking. shit on Iowa as much as we do Illinois. <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. You guys on. brought it on first, though. You started it. I don't <laughs> think so, Tim. Well, I mean, we did talk about <laughs> what it. What comes record. around goes around, and yeah. also old barn taxidermy. Um, I think easily my favorite outdoor related company right now in the game. They Your sticks are delicious, dude. So good. They just always amaze me with something they're doing. You kind of like doubt them. They're doing a new venture, and they're like, "Wow, you're actually really good at that." Yeah, right. Um, taxidermy is an off the charts, man. No matter what what you want mounted from uh, waterfowl to big game. Ross, you're doing a full mount. I am. No, I honestly, I walked in there to Sam, and I had no idea what I wanted. I just kind of 
You've never been there before, right? But no, I've never been there. But honestly, I walked in there and he just he just starts spitting the mm-hmm. whole time, like ideas coming left and right. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, this. And now you're opening my mind up a mm-hmm. lot. I'm like, this guy's this guy's dialed in. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. He's it, talking about like custom building stuff. That like it's it's gonna be one of a kind. It's not gonna be like anybody else has had. Shit, if you went anywhere else and that was your idea and you went in there, Ross, with this two hundred inch bucket, like, hey, I want to do this and this and this. Yeah, let's you, just shoulder mount that brick and send him down. Call the it road. a day. Other right. tech like, man, that's a cool, lot of shoulder work. mount. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, your wife wouldn't be nearly as straight on. If you shoulder mount it. Yeah, straight yeah. on, ears pricked up. That's yeah. what you want. Sam's no. throwing more work in his own lap to like bring you something that you'll no, cherish absolutely. for a lifetime. Well, he's, that, that, he's an artist. He wants to show off a little bit. and he wants to show off. What he's good at. He's passionate about it. Dude, like I went is. in there with my bear, and Sam Gaylord, the owner of Old Barn, is the bear dude. Oh, man. And I'm like, I don't know what I want. He's like, dude, we could do this. He goes, you could do you could do it on a rock. We'll finish the bottom. So if you want to hang it up yeah. high, you know, it all looks complete. Well, and that's and, what it's like, where are you going to put in your house? What position? What? Well, on, yeah, on yeah. top of that, man, you roll in there, and it's a one-stop shop. I mean, you get your deer butchered and, and turned into whatever you want. I mean, mm-hmm. you want... Summer sausage, you want to like, whatever kind of process you want done. Yeah. I mean, they they got it. Yep, we so. need a sponsorship from that so we can see your snack the whole time. I don't know if that'd be good for audio quality, but it'd be a yeah, damn good time. <laughs> I love that idea. Some deer meat. We, uh, <laughs> just, I did get the gourmet deer burger through them, and I normally only do straight cut burger and all my deer. And I was like, man, you know, Sam's been talking about this gourmet deer burger. I was like, give me, so my last buck I shot, I said, grind half it straight, grind the other half, not the whole buck, but like, you know what I wanted to grind, do half straight, half gourmet, I want to try it out, and uh, we did deer burgers for dinner last night, What's, what's a gourmet consist of? Uh, there's, I think, I don't know, but it's good. I don't know, whole, but it's good. It's uh, they add, you know, they cut, they cut some know, sort of fat it. into it, right. like, oh, yeah. like probably normally. pork. Yeah, yeah, and then, but there's some seasoning stuff in there, and we just made straight burger patties without adding anything to it, and dynamite real nice. good and then we got the as seen on tv stuffs burger stuffer you ever seen those oh yeah dude it makes like the have you, do you have one judd i don't have one. Oh, uh, you nodded like yeah i got one at home <laughs> no i've seen it though it makes it, yeah. the most massive giant like perfectly Patty. shaped hockey puck oh, burger yeah. <laughs> and it's just this giant bowl pretty much and we just filled the whole thing with cheddar cheese and it was bed ooh, bath man. beyond they got 20 of them it was nuts yeah as seen on tv worth it um, you only eat one though, because it's like eating, it's like equivalent of four burgers. Well, yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, I eat two. Anyway, those are our amazing partners. Um, you know, you know, we like our partners when we get lost and uh, just talking about ad, <laughs> just talking writing. about S T on TV shit. Yeah, hey, what, what is, sponsor us. You know what I mean? Um, it is what it is. Hey. <laughs> so uh, let's talk uh, veteran shout out segment. You got one, Judd? I got one. It's going to be pretty quick. Um, kind of surprised me with this i'm gonna shout out sorry george. i come fast on you there <laughs> yeah, a little, little coming in hot i'm gonna shout out george zebron from uh, pittsfield illinois he was uh, my hunting mentor growing up uh, he passed away in 2010 he was one of those old marines that didn't really like to talk about his uh his military service all that much but mm-hmm. you know one time we were out turkey hunting he did manage to tell me that he babysat a radar station on okinawa i think and no kidding would watch the manta rays come in behind the coral reef when the sun came up in the morning Oh. That was all he ever said about it. No, so, kidding. no kidding. Yeah, just shout out George. And, what a, what? Uh, I wrote a. I got a blog post on uh, workingglassbowhunter.com about uh, turkey hunting with him. So check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's badass. Good yeah, it's a good thing to add to. Um, you know, we're we're including team working class on the blog post and stuff like that a little more. And I think that's a cool way to like, include you guys more because 
that's I want to keep up with that, but like it's hard for us to do it. Clint's writing for Peterson's and he would write for the blog, but I'm like, man, this I should open this up because oh yeah, all you guys are like a wealth of just well, there's thirty some people on the team, like a wealth of knowledge and stories and recipes and all sorts of stuff that's coming down the line and oh, and we all just feed off of that stuff. I yeah, mean, honestly, oh, absolutely. as busy as we are, it's so nice to open up your phone and just read through those. I mean, that, that's yeah. really encouraging and and exciting so to read that bullshit stuff. going on in the world yeah yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah so we like have that. three new blog write-ups right now that are on um judd's write-up about george uh, we have dana pasted a write-up about uh triton his buck he shot last season yeah. and then um we have dominic sheets wrote a write-up about um the value of the hang and bang those are the three latest blog write-ups on there so good stuff it all launched like within two days um, so there's a bunch of fresh content on there. So workingclassbowhunter.com, hit the blog, just scroll through, read it up, and hope you enjoy we that. We need to do like the ebook where uh, like Judd sits there and reads his article. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so people can listen to audio book. Audio book, yeah. Audio yeah. book, yeah. That would, dude. That's a <laughs> good that idea. Is that a great idea? Yeah, hey, I'm gonna need you guys to do. Uh, again, Where Judd just sits there and reads it, like sitting by like word a, fire, for word. a fireplace with a glass of whiskey. Just yeah, oh, yeah. we're talking. You can hear. We can add some fire. Crackling yeah, you hear the noise. crackling. In the He's back. got a voice like Matthew McConaughey. You know, you just sit there and listen to it all night long. <laughs> you know what? That's kind of a good idea. Uh, I'm into that idea. All right, all right. What it is. We'll talk, Judd. Start on that tonight. Um, <laughs> before we get into the unpopular opinion shout out, we have to introduce you first, man. Officially, you kind of just got pulled into this naturally. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank Mr. you for having me. Judd McCollum, Team Working Class, and just uh, what I like to call a man's man. Okay. Yeah. Man's man. Yeah. I'll take it. And, I call uh, that. I'm glad to have met you, man. You started out as a listener Yep. because you saw my truck at Farm King. <laughs> oh, dude, this is a good story. So uh, I roll in a Farm <laughs> Tell King. It, please. It was probably the, it was the week before shotgun season. Um, like always, I, I had to work. I wanted to be in the stand and couldn't be in the stand. So I roll into Farm King to pick up some supplies for whatever it was I was doing. And I see this truck sitting there with a sticker on the back of it. Two guys in camo get out. And it's like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, second week of November, and I'm just fuming. Like, <laughs> what are these fuckers doing? Uh-huh. I can't hunt. They can hunt, and they're going into farm. <laughs> they're going to farm. <laughs> and so I see the sticker on the back of the truck, and, you know, I think I, I'm going to tune into, like, a podcast about, you know, acorns and... You know, gravity feeder blinds and <laughs> hanging out of Farm King at 10. Yeah. 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 Went to Farm King and grabbed some bait, some deer corn, <laughs> set it on the bag. Gotta get I got some corn. of that stink bait. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, tune in and, well, here I am. I don't know how many hundred episodes later, but I'm glad I did. You that's know, that's awesome, funny, man. Dude. I think you left a review on iTunes or something. Because I remember, like, every now and again, I'll check them. Yeah. I was like, saw a sticker on a truck at in the Farm King parking lot. <laughs> Yep. And that was like really it, the review, which is the best review that we've ever gotten, I think. But um, <laughs> it's kind of cool how it all circled around. Yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of happened, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad it did. So tell people who you are. Um, I'm Judd. I, <laughs> I'm Hi, Judd. <laughs> Everything that uh, you know is probably going to come out of my mouth is going to sound like a lie. But is I've that got, your born given name? It is Judd. Just Judd. Just Judd. What a great name! But I uh, like it. Yeah, I yeah. want to hear your stories, man. I got a lot of stories. None of them sound true. Well, that that's why I go back. Like you have a lot of stories. You're a man's man. Like Wayne Cox, another guy that's on Team Working Class. I've always described him to other people. Like Wayne's a man's man. If there's dirty work in the group and we show up, like Wayne's already got it done by the time you get to walk over there. Right. You know, like we went and we had to go kill a cow and butcher a cow one time. <laughs> I saw that. And we were with Wayne was with us. 
by the time I get out of the truck and slip my boots on and grab my knife to go over there, he's already shot the thing in the head and has made an incision with his knife. And I'm like, sweet. It's skinned already. You know, like he's already, he's already getting to work on it. And that's just that type of dude is what I call a man's man. I think you're the same way. Um, at the shoot, we all had a big party here. Um, we're at my house, the studio and we're, you know, Danielle Wilson, the other team working class, uh, bad bitch. Her and her husband bring over how many pounds of crawfish? Like, like it was crazy. 80 pounds Dude. or something. Dude, was, more than that. I don't even know what it was. Crawfish. And just starts boiling crawfish, starts smoking a big old stogie cigar, <laughs> and drinking Ooh, a beer. This is Danielle, not me. Yeah. She's yeah. the one smoking the stogie. More manly than all of us, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know how to pick apart a crawfish and eat it and or smoke a Judd, stogie. Yeah, we all learned that night. Yeah, Judd's like giving tutorials, you know, making YouTube videos and shit, showing us all how to do it, <laughs> um, which was awesome, man. So that's, uh, you know, we never hung out really before the shoot. No, not it, really. So it was kind of cool to get to, to be around him. I'm like, damn, he's a man's man. Just a guy that you want around. It really is. So uh, thanks for the support, dude, and yeah, being here. Yeah, wouldn't miss it. <laughs> so I think what we start with is probably what you're, uh, are you kind of famous? I'm kind of famous. Let's talk about this because I feel like if you were at a bar and told the story you're about to get into, the whole bar would yell bullshit, and oh, you'd have totally. one dude try and fight you. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> but that's There'd fucking be, bullshit. There's that one guy out there. Yeah, you did not. I'm mad. You know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> mad. You're better than me. Yeah. So <laughs> prove it. I don't. I want to. How do we lead into this story? Well, we had. Should we do an unpopular opinion first, or we want to tell the story first? Let's, let's, let's tell the story first because it goes back to Austin's can't trip into a 150 shirt. I literally tripped over this thing. Okay. Okay. okay let's do that. So, let's tell this story. We'll do the unpopular opinion segment. We'll keep you waiting around for that, and then we'll get. I like that. I like that. That, that. Works. that works. So. I'll just let you start this however you want to start it because there's proof and like documentation and articles about this, yep. so they can look it up. Yep. And I'll probably just link them into the description of the episode. You That'll got work. to take uh, it away, sir. So, uh, 2005, September 2005, we're having a drought year here in Illinois, and uh, I was in a college biology class in Lincoln. Uh, we roll out to this uh, this college property. We go up to the creek. Um, take soil samples, take water samples, whatever, real basic stuff, knock that out pretty quick, and uh, hopped into the creek with some waders. I was just moving stuff around. I, I think I had a net at one point or whatever, and some guys are dragging a seine up the creek ahead of me and go, hey, watch out for this rock. It's like, all right, cool, I'll check it out when I get mm-hmm. to it, whatever. Get up to this rock and put my hands on it, and I'm like... You know, make all the dick jokes you want. Like this thing's really long and really round. So why did you, why did you put your hands on it? Like what? Like it's I was just you know flipping over fields. Just being a man's it's man. It's going to be something. Yeah. Okay. Like I've spent my whole life up to my up to my waist in water looking for stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love Jurassic Park as a kid. I want to find a dinosaur. Uh, who doesn't? <laughs> you you know, did. Uh, yeah. So uh, I reached down, grabbed this uh, big long thing that's in the water. It, like I could tell it wasn't wood because it was. You know, it felt like bone. Yeah, yeah. And so I picked up the middle section of what ended up being a huge uh, mammoth tusk. Oh. And it was in it was in four pieces, or it was in three pieces in the bottom of the creek, and then there was part of a, a second one down there. So I haul it over to the, the gravel bar, set it down, go back and get the other two pieces and lay them out. And uh, my uh, professor's standing down the point bar a little ways, and I said, hey, I found a... Uh, a tusk he's like no dude that's that's part of a tractor tire you need to get get back to work and get your paperwork done or whatever yeah 
It's like, all right, cool. So, you know, I get it all laid out, and I'm like, come come look at my tractor tire. This is a, this is a nice tractor tire. Dude walks over. It's off a gleaner. And, uh, you know, I have a, I have a, off a gleaner. I have a gleaner is about as old as that thing. Right. Just about. Just about. It's pushing it. But It's still in a river. <laughs> you can find just as many in a river. <laughs> but I, I still got a great relationship with this guy, but he comes over and just about has a stroke, you know. He's looking at oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, my. Uh, uh, wow. And uh, it just so happens like one of the, the country's experts on mammoths and mastodonts and stuff worked at the Illinois State Museum in Springfield. And so he was there the next day and comes over and like for five or ten solid minutes, he can't say anything but wow. And we're all like, oh, oh okay, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, this is like one hell of a tractor tire. This yeah. <laughs> is one hell of a gleaner. <laughs> like, the, uh, I guess the 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 i call it a record the old state record mammoth tusk in illinois was like five and a half six feet long yeah and mine's 11 holy shit yeah 11 foot long 11 foot long tusk it was like 400 pounds of ivory are you serious so i mean i don't even know how to like interview on this how do you even wrap your head around that? yeah so you pull it out do you know like oh that's a tusk yeah i picked it up i picked up that middle section and the end of it like the outside the bark that had been exposed to the creek water just looked like, you know, it had moss and crap growing on or whatever. Yeah, we spent yeah. a lot of time cleaning that off. But you can tell it's not a tree branch no. or a fucking anything. The ends of it were like bright white ivory, and they had, like, some, like, mineral leaching in it. So there was, like, cobalt blue and, like, rust color on the ends of it in the white. But I was yeah. like, this is, this is, this is a tusk. Oh, like, smokes. I knew what it was when I picked it up. Like, when I put my hands on it, I thought it was going to be, like, a big-ass leg bone off of something. Yeah. Right. yeah. It would have been a mammoth. But, right, right. But, uh, you know, you got to pick it up, and I got a tusk. Okay. Like, my... <laughs> Well, I, cool. I'm not shitting you. My first thought was, I don't have room for this in my dorm room. <laughs> and uh, puts on the front of his Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cocky right there. That, is yeah. cocky. <laughs> that wouldn't last very long, I don't think. No, no, not at all. Well, that's the thing. I'm glad somebody. Uh, I was with somebody because everybody says, "Why don't you just hide it back in the creek and go back and get it and sell it and whatever?" Blah blah. And uh, had I done that, had I not contacted people that knew what they were doing, like all I would have is just a pile of powder. Right. Like, it took a year to dry that thing out. Oh, oh really? Right. Like, where it would be like stable enough and not just just explode just from all the moisture. Right, right, right. So uh, took a year to dry it out. Um, we took a great big masonry bit and we uh, bored holes in the ends of the the pieces where they met together. And put some steel rod in there, and uh, you guys actually did this. So the state museum, it, there's a whole big thing. That, but th- were you included in this process? Yep, I worked at the state museum for a couple summers. Um, they really liked me down there. Um, you're a man's man. That's why you're finding tusks and shit in the fucking creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. like how many people you think walked by that? Not very many, honestly. Oh, really? It was in a pretty. Pretty area. out there, part of this this creek. I, I'm sure people like tubed and kayaked. Can over you say it. what creek it was or anything? Yeah, it was a Sugar Creek. There's an environmental center there on the property now, so it's oh. it's not a secret anymore. It was for a while. In 20 uh, years, it could be Judd McCullen Creek. I guess what yeah, I'm trying to should be, dude. Wrap my mind around is how this laid there for so long. Like, where, where's the bones? Where's the? Where, I mean, yeah, where's, the, where's the, the, the carcass of it. Yeah. Skull. That's kind of the cool thing about that. Like, you know, think about a buck dying in water. It, it's going to bloat up and it's going to float around a little bit. And once Start it gets good and pieces. decomposed, 
yep. the head's going to fall off because those antlers are just dead weight. Yep. So that's what we think happened with this mammoth was it died in or near the water. Flood came along, um, separated the head from the rest of the body. Yep. And because we've got that tusk, we had a part of a second tusk, which did disintegrate. It's a goner. No shit. And then, yeah, and two molars that are bigger than footballs. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah. What a beast. So what year did they estimate this to be from? So they uh, did a... Uh, Don't tell me two million years ago. No. It's, they did an atomic mass spectrometer test, which is like radiocarbon dating somehow, but different, and I forget how. Wage brain. Yeah, wage brain. I can't remember. They told me this. I memorized <laughs> it, so I sound smart. Um, but they did this, and it seemed so wrong that they paid you know, another 1700 bucks to have it done again, yeah. and it came back the same date because... The thing is, like, whenever you talk to people about mammoths in the Great Lakes area prior to this, they'd be like, yeah, they were gone by 22,000 years ago. Just out of here, the glacier was up by Green Bay, Wisconsin. They had no business being here. Um, so we tested this one, and it's 11,000 years before present. So it cut that time in half. It put a mammoth living in, like, a, a black ash swamp. And mm -hmm. spruce swamp, like where they're not supposed to be. They were supposed to be on the ice, like right in front of the glacier, mm -hmm. like scrubbing for moss and lichen and crap like that. But uh, this one was living in a really lush, wet area, and obviously it was huge. Yeah, it was doing yeah. just fine. He was doing just fine. So it's not like climate change killed him or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> No global um, warming or nothing got to him. No, no, nothing. Well, like maybe that. it did. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it did. But uh, so they they could tell by the the wear on the molars that he was in his mid fifties and oh, obviously shit. a bull, fifty years old. Yeah, it was a fifty year old animal. So yeah, wow. I guess they live a long time. That's what they tell me. So well, yeah, what's the max lifespan on a on a mature bull? I have no mammoth. idea. They just <laughs> mature bull mammoth around fifty. Like, I guess. Like, yeah. fi like fifty years is that maxing out, or they get to be like seventy years old? I don't know. I mean, it gets to the point where they just they wear their teeth down to the bone and then they die. They, yeah, they Basically. can't eat anymore. Yeah, Man, yeah, that is insane. Yeah, that's so. Awesome. Did you get any sort of like financial gain from uh, this? They gave me a little bit of scholarship boot for it. Uh, my my sophomore year there at the college, so that was cool. But I mean. <laughs> Do they name it after you? Oh, they... yeah. My name's all over the thing. Uh, they treat me like a rock star when I go down there to Lincoln College, which is where I was. <laughs> nice, dude. They, just... they give you free Natty Light? Oh, I just love it. <laughs> it's a uh, ice house. Ice house is You know the, who this uh, motherfucker is? The... They give him a keg <laughs> ice house. <laughs> ice house on us, Judd. Here you yeah. go, Judd. Yeah. <laughs> they walk in. Where's your mask? Do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> <laughs> fuck your mask. Fuck your mask. So, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I got, but I got that mammoth. Um, I've found muskox bones. I've found some bison, some elk. I mean, it's all out there. You just got to look past your boots when you're out walking, you know. Well, yeah, hold on, hold on. Go wait, back wait a, a second, bit. wait a second. No, I get, before we go on, this mammoth. So, do you like own it at all? No, I don't. So, I found it on college property. So they own it. So the college took ownership of it and signed it over to the state of Illinois when they realized how much work and money it was going to take to get it all in one piece and get it stabilized yeah yeah like i can't tell you you know I, I spent hours on this thing just just trying to get it cleaned up and doing all this stuff and i'd have like you know pretty important people from around the community come in and they'd be like 
I don't know how you can tell that's not just a tree branch, and you know they'd leave. They were just unimpressed. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Until we got. I thought it all. you were gonna pull the old finders keepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man. I, the rest of that animal's still out there somewhere. You know, if I took ownership of that tusk, first of all, what the hell am I gonna do with it? It's a good point. Right. And then, second of all, you know, if anybody else finds more of that animal out there. You know, then they're going to get to take that piece, and then it's you know yeah. spread all over the place. Yeah, yeah. nobody gets to learn it. So it's the it. biggest ever found in Illinois or the country. Or it's, the- it's the biggest one in Illinois. It's it it's high in the running for largest woolly mammoth tusks in North America. Really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. What? Where's wow. the most common region to find them? Do you know any of this? Uh, common, I'd say, is in Alaska. Right. For North America, you know, coming yeah. out of permafrost, northern Canada, stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean. You know, they range all the way. There's mammoths and mastodonts going all the way down to Florida. To, there's Colombian mammoths in the southwest. And they're the ones that get really big. They got like 16-foot-long tusks. No they're kidding. huge, huge wow. animals. Like in the, the La Brea Tar Pits. Those are the ones they got the statues of out there in L.A. Oh, Damn. gotcha. Okay. Um, but, yeah, as far as woolly mammoths go, this is like they had no idea they got this big, so. No this this yeah. is just the farmer in me, but was this thing, like, has there ever been a monetary value or any kind of an appraisal or anything done on this thing? <laughs> Not really, no. Um, some numbers were all thrown around, but it it doesn't really do much for the whole thing. Like, nobody's going to pay for something like that, you know? Like, that surprises me. I'd give you, know? you at least 30 bucks for it. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a case of Ice House. Yeah. Maybe 100 bucks right now. Yeah, yeah but I would think, you know, you know, what's a... It's just so rare. Right, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. You know, but, but there's see, a value but that's on it. The thing is, it's not that rare. People just got to know what they're looking at. Like, uh, there was a bow hunter down there, and I, I never got his name, but he... He read about it in the paper. Yeah. He was crossing a creek on the way to his tree stand. And he brought us in like a three-foot section of a tusk. He's like, yeah, I've, I've found this when I was no kidding. on my way out. You know, out shit, of the I'm looking for tusks from now on. No, I'm going to start yeah. walking through creeks. I'm shed hunting. Now. I'm not shed hunting. I'm, I'm, walk shed hunting I'm walking in a creek for sure. <laughs> Piss yeah. on them deer. I mean, that's crazy to Let's think go. about. <laughs> you just don't expect to find like a legitimate artifact. Yeah. In yeah. Illinois, of all places. Uh, but Illinois, you're saying you yeah. found elk antler uh so i found elk material there was a like a skull cap found from the top of the eyeballs up from an eastern elk and the the brow tines or eye guards whatever you call them on elk they're weird because they come straight out and then they like kind of point down Mm -hmm. on an eastern elk it's looking at it it's almost like you'd want to turn it around and phase it the other way Mm -hmm. but the bases on these things are like Enormous, you found one? Enormous. I didn't find this skull cap, but there was one found in a creek down there. Because once I found this, people start looking for stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. ants come out of the hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes you think, like, what's so special about that creek? If is that Was this was so, the same creek that you found the... There's there's a couple of... There's Salt Creek and Sugar Creek down there. And the thing about it is Lincoln's... Logan County is just flat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the hills roll a little bit. And there's a, a ridge there where they tell me the glacier stopped. And then started going backwards. So it pushed up a bunch of dirt and then headed back the other direction as it was melting. And all these creeks cut right down to the gravel. So, like, when you're standing there, you're looking at 12, 14, 16 feet of topsoil, mm-hmm. you know, on a cut bank. Yep. And they just they just cut straight down to that, that original, whatever that was, rock and stuff that was washing out from the glacier back yeah, then. Yeah. So, 
you don't get that a lot around here, like in the in the ravines and stuff like that. They just don't cut deep enough. Right. God, that's yeah. interesting as shit, man. Yeah, I'm so interested in this. This is the first time we've ever covered anything like this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard a lot of bullshit stories on the podcast before, but I think this is probably the coolest one. <laughs> Most of them, you mean? <laughs> Most Pretty of much podcast. 95% of them. But 98. No, this, is, this is extremely interesting. It's just something you don't think about. about. Well, we spend so much time in the woods yep. that it's like, this has nothing to do with hunting, but it has everything to do with where we spend our time. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Exactly. Yep. So it's like to that stuff that's so overlooked to think like there's somebody listening right now that is walking by the same thing. Yep. Well, yeah, it makes well, you I mean, think, what if I walked over in the woods? Right, like, what exactly. if I How literally creeks, walked you over? Just or cross the creek there in your underwear. Like, you could have crossed something. Yeah, I could have been dragging dragging my nuts across prehistoric <laughs> shit. No. You could have been. Yeah. Well, Tusk got bird tickling, yeah. dragging nothing. Hey, let okay. people think, all right? Sorry. Imagination. <laughs> Only man. 100 years old, your nuts just dragged right across it. Your baby bird. <laughs> you hit that cold water, that baby bird just, like, went backwards. Yeah, he's so going inside. It would, it would prehistoric itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, super, that's super cool, Jared, man. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That is really cool, man. And, and the elk on top of that, that's that's elk. awesome. Muskox. Muskox is the one I'm really, no really kidding. proud of. I got a muskox leg bone. They had to send it out to Kansas because they didn't have any muskox material in the cases there to compare There were muskox to. here. Huh? Yeah. There's all kinds man, of that's on, stuff here. That's on my list. I'd, I'd love to kill a muskox. Eric's out. He's going. He's going to work. Later. Later, Eric. Later, Later dude. Bro. Go kill something this weekend, huh? Sure, say yeah. It. Yeah, kill something, will you? Iowa. Hey, find a mammoth tusk or something. <laughs> yeah, if you don't kill anything, look for some prehistoric <laughs> shit. All right, that's how we roll. Working class people are in and out of the studio on the fly. Yep. But so, where'd you find a muskox in the same creek? Are you serious? Yeah. Gee, many Christmas, man. What? I wouldn't even be hunting. I'd be just in that creek every day. <laughs> okay. Day, so just get bored. I mean, all the way down. Dude, I used to irritate the hell out of my best friend because uh, I got him into hunting. I tried to get him started, you know, squirrel hunting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. Just trying to distract him or what? <laughs> no. Keep him so, off your deer. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't hunt at all. And, like, we worked at Farm King together back in the day. Classic. And, uh, oh, yeah. And oh, so, hey, by the way, I want to get to your Farm King story that you shared. Um, the sound shot. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck that guy. By the end of it. We'll we'll, but we got to get the unpopular opinion. But we can do that at the end. Like, we can do that whenever. Oh, yeah. we do that whenever. Uh, it's our show. Where was I? Squir- okay. So, Squirrel. Squirrels. Squirrel. So, we <gasps> get all the way to the back of his property. I think we both had close to a limit of squirrels, right? And I look down in the creek, and there's, a like, a basketball-sized coral head sitting there. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, and I start climbing down to it. And he, he throws his gun down. He throws his squirrels down. He goes, fuck you. Fuck that rock. I'm not carrying your gun. I'm not carrying your goddamn squirrels. I'm out of here. And he grabbed his shit and, you know, he starts marching off. So I'm juggling a shotgun and or twenty whatever and my squirrels and this fucking huge chunk of coral, you know, and he's just pissed. He was pissed for weeks about that. Had enough that. of you and your every, fucking artifacts. Every time we go hunting, you end up in a fucking creek and it's just, blah, you know, it's just mad. Just mad. Wor- worse than a wife. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on you that. You and your goddamn <laughs> artifacts, Judd. Yeah. Leave, she's like, leave them in the rock garden. Don't even bring them in the house anymore. I don't want to see them. He's got mammoth tusk and yeah. fucking prehistoric elk heads on his garden. About it. What, honey? Yeah. I like it. I like rock. The most expensive and like rare it. rock garden of all time. <laughs> this oh, is man. rare shit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. 
See, that's cool, man. Like you're that's why I'm going back to like you're a management. Like you're knowledgeable on shit that everyone that spends time in the outdoors like wish they knew shit about. Yeah. You know, like yep. that's cool, man. That's really cool. Which kind of in a roundabout way brings us to the unpopular opinion. Do you want to hit that first? Uh, Are you want to hit that now? I'll hit it. Yeah, let's hit it. All right. I, we have a jingle and we got to be oh, more prepared. Oh, yeah. This. I don't know how the jingle's working because you haven't aired them up to this point yet, but they air now. But here's the jingle. We'll, we'll see how we like it. A colorful, emotional, working-class hero. Come on. That opinion's not very popular. Come on. Come on. Come on. Seriously. Let me wait. Would you look at that? There's our jingle. (laughs) I dig it. That's a Madden Sandler mixed up in that, huh? Um, (laughs) This week's unpopular opinion, uh, Judd submitted, milkweed pods. And just the topic in general, I think you worded it more. Um, I'll let you go ahead and say that. Your uh, word's not mine. People that pick green milkweed pods are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> worded very well. Okay. I like it. Judd, we'll let you start on your roughly five minutes of rant. Why are why um, milkweed pods, people who pick them are dumb. Why? Like, they're going to pop. The 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 milkweed fluff is going to be right there for you. You just got to wait. Like whenever people do that, and <laughs> they've got their green milkweed pods all laid out all milky. on the dash of their truck with that goose everywhere. It's like, I can tell you don't go outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I can just tell this hey, is your first time. In their defense, they're worried about all the other public land hunters yeah. picking them before they that's, do. That's true. Well, yeah. that's a fact. What the- it drives me nuts. Okay, it that's fair. Austin, you got an yeah, opinion on this? God forbid you would actually use something like powder to check the wind with. I mean, yeah. you got to have milkweed if you're hunting have public ground. Well, I mean, you're just spreading more milkweed, so it's making more for everybody. Making more for that's the a good point. How do you feel about it, Austin? you got an opinion? I don't use milkweed, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ross? I'm going to say uh, it's like, what, 2 $3 at Farm King? You can buy some powder. I mean, just... Don't go to McDonald's and buy a Mac, big, big Mac. It comes in a container for you already. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's easy. Yeah, I mean yeah, I get it. If you forgot your, you know, your wind checker at home and you need something just to get you by, that's when you just pick them when they're dry. And you don't, and yeah. you don't, and, and it's not cold enough that you can breathe and just watch your breath go through. <laughs> you yeah. your breath. You know yeah, that works too. Yeah. Doug, how do you feel about it? Uh, I just I'm like Ross. You know, buy the two dollar one, and then uh, back in the day, she's a fill of flour. Just refill it. Yeah, yeah just refill the flour. And yeah. I mean, nothing changes. It works. It's easy. I've always laughed at the milkweed thing. And <laughs> there's people that look at like a trailhead and see milkweed growing and be like, oh, there's been no hunters here because all the <laughs> fucking idiots haven't picked the milkweed. <laughs> making Play-Doh snakes. Yeah, I'm, I'm making Play-Doh snakes. <laughs> there's one 20-inch bucks in here. and <laughs> You're figuring out the hunters before you figure out the deer. Yeah. Hunt the hunters, not the deer. Here's the thing. Just worry about killing big deer yeah. more than you're worried about fucking drying out milkweed on your defrost. <laughs> I, hey, if, I'll tell you what. If you do that, if you go ahead and pull that milkweed and you want to you want to go that route, that's cool. Yeah. But don't post it on social media yeah. so everybody else can laugh at you. Just keep <laughs> so it to judge, yourself. Judging you. Plus, yeah, we're in 2020. I mean, you're going to yeah. know the wind before you go Let's in. Keep it to yourself, boys. Keep Here's the thing. One of the properties I hunt, I walk by like... The biggest milkweed farm of all time. And every time I look at it, I'm not going to lie, I do laugh at my, to myself a little bit. I'm just like, fucking You're kidding. Milkweed. How many times you, you, how many time you how thought many about posting you something? You're kidding. All how many, the time. How many did you pull? <laughs> Dude, you know, a I backpack honestly, full. I honestly, every time. <laughs> Black so, market. I don't know if we've ever talked about my alter ego. 
Dick ass outdoors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I, we talked about it maybe a little bit. I don't Dick, know if we've ever dick like ass? dick ass. Well, apparently it's, we haven't gotten. So I have. I uh, see Gene bring it up every now and then. Gene loved him. Gene was my biggest fan for dick ass outdoors. I thought it was great too. Maybe <laughs> I'll bring it back. <laughs> okay. The, I think the unpopular opinion segment's over, but this is a good segue for we get back to um, yeah, whatever. Judgy Judd over here and his oh, milkweed yeah. judgment. Fuck you guys and your milkweed. <laughs> um, so I did a thing. It was just in our Snapchat group with yeah. all our friends and. It was me. I would be like, hey, Kurt here with Dick Ass Outdoors because it just like starts off like every guy giving a tip on the internet, you know? And I would just give like the worst tips. <laughs> like, <laughs> you name it. And, but like almost too vulgar to even post. Yeah. Like, and just shit way off the wall. But like the whole idea of it is like I'm giving terrible advice on hunting. So up, Kurt here with Dick Ass Outdoors. And I, you know, that'd be a perfect thing like milkweed. Get this milkweed. You know the fastest way to dry it out is to shove it up your ass. <laughs> you know, like something like that. You know, like just off throw the it wall. in a dryer. Fair enough. Throw it in a dryer and piss your wife. You know, I don't know. Or I'd, I'd go nuts on it. But like, I I had a whole series of. Never need to bring that back. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, we we had a good run with it. Well, I had ass outdoors. I forgot yeah. I did. But you I didn't know about dick ass outdoors. No. So I had a segment. I think you guys just, came in. You got to do the unpopular opinion in a dick ass outdoors segment. Uh, we can yeah. do a dick ass outdoors segment. Yeah, dick ass I mean, outdoors. So I have one. I actually saved it. It popped up with my Snapchat memories. It was like two years ago. It was the last time I'd done like a legit dick ass outdoors. <laughs> and I was walking to the stand and there was like all this wild like ditch weed growing, you know. And I come up and I'm like, <laughs> so I don't even know how I worded it. I was like, see all this? I call it the devil's lettuce. Big bucks lay around in here and listen to the Grateful Dead. And then I like smell it and then just give like this like disgusted look, like okay boomer look, you know? And I just like move on my way. Like Gino, I think that's the one Gino was like, I love Dick Ass Outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my thing. Team Dick Ass Outdoors. Damn, that's good. Yeah, that was a good run when we who was that like when I first joined actually is when we twenty sixteen yeah. is when I started it up. That's sad. You kinda just threw yourself under the bus or you you should have come out like it was real. Like I know. And I, let people figure it out is whether real, it's real it is or real. not. Well, I mean, it's some of the shit is so obvious. I mean, it is real. It is real. I mean, it is real. But it's, some of the stuff is so obviously off the wall. Like, I would go vulgar with some of them. Like, some could not post on the internet. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, just, it's just... Yeah, it's all... Whatever. I'll bring it back. Take it as you will. For you guys. <laughs> Dickass Outdoors. Do you guys want to be on Dickass Outdoors? I think that'd be popular. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Okay. I could probably throw some shit in there. Let me... Um, you know, I'll look and see if I got any... Uh, any segments on here? I know I do. I I got I I, I want to take me a little bit to find them. Actually, you know what? I bet you they're in my Snapchat stories here. Mm-hmm. I could find them. Dick ass outdoors. Oh, we how, see. How Gene. are you? How are Gene's you getting longer? Dick ass outdoors. Season. Yeah. Oh, you got any time to hunt? You've been working nonstop. Been working nonstop, but the I live right in the middle of where I hunt, so that kind of works out well. You know, even if I'm running late, I got a stand that's just outside the backyard. I can go hop in and nice maybe see something, so that works out. That's cool. But uh, yeah, that's typically how my seasons go. Like I, I don't think I've been home for uh, Halloween through first shotgun in three years yep so i really rely on that late season to that's right where i've been man yeah, you're kind of all over getting, the place i was getting ready to tell yeah. you man that the best hunting's yet to come and yeah. i that's this is the first year i've been able to get out since 16 Ooh. actually even before that but i was able to kill one in 16 but i you know i that late season stuff so that's where i'm at and i fortunately is the first year i've ever killed 
before I got to the late season. But yeah. okay, I found you're going to be crying, dude. I know it's going to be. I found December. a dick ass outdoor. And the thing segment. about it is, I keep I keep running those cameras. I, I left them out there. Ooh. You know what that's going to do to yeah. Make me. I do the same thing. You got to tune in. I'm going I'm to play the most recent dick ass outdoors segment that I can remember. Can you guys see my phone? Oh yeah. yeah. Hopefully the audio plays okay. Team Dick S Outdoors. This is called the Devil's Lettuce. You find it in deer bedding areas where they lay around and listen to the Grateful Dead. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> but you had to see the audio there to go with the solid. or the visual to go with the audio. Um, that's Dick S Outdoors. So you know it's a real solid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next big thing. Hey, coming to a internet web show near you. Yeah. Check our YouTube out. <laughs> yeah, find me on YouTube. Like me on Facebook. Hashtag us. Yeah, I'll invite you to it to like our page, even if you won't like it. I'll just keep inviting you. So you got you have some stands in place and food in place, and you're you're ready to hit that late season? Or? Sorry, yeah. Else. Oh, man. Um, so I've got one spot where it seems like every deer in three map sections comes out of one draw. And if there's drifts, even better, because they'll cut, cut the same track going out to the bean field, just one right after the other, like, that's one of the things I enjoy the most is getting out there and getting in place early enough that I don't spook the deer back on, on the ones that are still coming, mm-hmm. and I can sit there and watch, Yep, you know, 60, 70, 100 deer walk by. Oh, yeah. And I don't even have to kill anything. It's just such a good feeling to get in there and see that happen and then not spook them going out and let them do their thing. Yep. Like, it, it it's awesome. There's, there's no words to describe it. That's my favorite thing hands down i'd say you're in the spot for sure if you can yeah. if you can watch that many deer move by and then not blow them out when it's you're trying to exit yep. that's yep. a huge deal yeah like i've i've been stuck in a few spots where it's it's yeah i see that many deer but all of a sudden they're all sitting in the field yeah, that's mm-hmm. my, and they're between me and my truck like <laughs> i gotta call my brother up like hey bud you gotta come get me right now like me dri- <laughs> drive out here and yeah. pull right to the stand and get me cause yeah you're better off doing that then mm-hmm. that's yeah. what i was gonna ask what was your like your move for that usually yeah that's, that's the only that's thing the you move, can do man. you better I mean, bark at him oh yeah i've howled at him with a, co- a, a coyote howler yeah. we killed I mean, your we, big your big buck in 16 that way we yep. barked at him the night before run him off the field and killed him the next night yep. no kidding yep. i mean yeah, that's he, a normal occurrence for him kind of coyotes know. yeah well, well. well that camera light's a big thing i mean you just gotta wait on that that camera light fades you gotta that's when you were big time and gotta blow them off the field and <laughs> wait till they come back to, tomorrow yeah, yeah. so no we a coyote howler it, it works good they yeah. roll i guarantee they run yeah you know yeah for sure then yeah. you better run like you better be packed up before you go blowing on that thing because mm-hmm. they're they'll be right back they're coming there. right back to it yeah yeah that's, that's cool so that's cool i mean you, you've got a pretty nice spot it sounds like yeah oh yeah that's a killer spot yeah man. I, I, I it's awesome um Are you, you think you're more of a deer hunter or more of a turkey hunter I'm just asking in oh, general, just to get oh, a feel for definitely it. more of a deer hunter. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even more of a coyote hunter. Than Not assuming hunter, that you're like a big turkey hunter. I'm just throwing the vibe out. You know, uh, George, you know, you read blog, blog post about George, but he took me turkey hunting from the time I was, you know, probably 13 till, you know, I went away to college mm-hmm. and uh, taught me just about everything he knew. And when, when he passed away, I just kind of hung it up. You know what I mean? Really? Um, yeah. Clark Cummings called me up one day out of the blue. Good fucking dude. A good fucking dude. And he, he's like, hey, uh, do you know Steve from the podcast? 
And Whoops. I said, yeah, I do. I and don't goes, know. Do you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm not taking that shit bag hunting. You want to do it? You know, no. If you know Clark, you know he'd never say anything like that. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. That's kind of what he was getting at. <laughs> kind of what he was getting at. Say it without <laughs> saying it. <laughs> without saying it. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'll take him hunting. That'd be cool. And so uh, he gave me his number. Mm-hmm. I, I got a hold of him. I was like, hey, uh, you know, it's this is fifth season. I was like, show up here at like seven, eight o'clock. We'll go out. We'll try to get a, a feel about where they're at because I really haven't been looking for them. I have a general idea, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're clammed up. They're not talking um, by that time on our place. So um, just come on out. We'll see what we can find. So we went out, and every time we sat down, you know, he'd start with his being Steve and pull out his tender and be like, oh, check this one out. No, check yeah, this one right. out. Check this one out. I forgot what he's hunting. Like, you know, <laughs> oops. Just a little quieter, bud. Just, you know. And, uh, down a little bit. I could never hunt with them, dude. Like, I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm fairly patient, but I ain't that patient. After a little while, we just I just was taking him walking around. We go check this spot. We go check that spot. It was weird. Oh, um, we walk up on this squirrel that's got a full-on deer leg bone in its mouth. A squirrel? Branches, a squirrel with a deer leg in its mouth. And we got like a, a Bigfoot style video of it just to This is the guy it. that picked up a tusk. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's going to see this. All these stories <laughs> are adding up. No, no, no. It's weird now. Now, now it really gets weird because oh, it boy. wasn't like 40 yards from this. Yep. It looked like a hawk or an owl had grabbed a squirrel or something, and there was blood sprayed all over the top of the May apples. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I, I walk guess. up in the middle of this and I look around like, what the fuck? I'd like to believe I'm in fairy tale land, but this is this is real. <laughs> yeah. You should have just stopped with mammoth teeth, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have drew the line right there. <laughs> mammoth. You, yeah. had, oh, you is, had us to begin real. with. <laughs> Team Dick S Outdoors. <laughs> <A> squirrel. <laughs> just got squirrel by honk. Got Squirrels by are eating deer. But yeah, we got this Bigfoot style video that uh, Steve <laughs> took of this fucking squirrel with a deer bone in its mouth. And then there's blood on the May apples. And he's like, dude, is this normal? Is this, does this stuff I, like happen out? I don't want to hunt here anymore. <laughs> and you feel like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. You're just kind of like, holy. Good shit. thing it wasn't dark. That guy's scared of the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a raccoon in the daytime, like grubbing through some some uh, brambles and shit. He's like, oh shit, that's a raccoon. I'm like, yeah. You ever seen one then? Yeah, that's that's a raccoon. Do you guys eat mushrooms for you? Wish. I Maybe mean, he did. I don't know. He might have. Steve might have. <laughs> but then, oh yeah, then the next oh, day we take off, and I'm off. like, okay, we we've kind of figured it right at one o'clock. Yeah, you know, we're done. We're done turkey hunting in Illinois. Illinois. And uh, right at one o'clock, we see a gobbler stick his head up in this spot. And I'm like, all right, we're going in the morning. We're going to get him. Be here at uh, you know five o'clock, whatever. And we'll go in and get him. Yeah. So I'm up. I'm sitting on the tailgate of my truck. Five o'clock. No, Steve. Six o'clock. No, Steve. Sun no comes shit. up. Shoot a coyote from the tailgate of my truck. No, Steve. Find another o'clock. man with tusks. No, Steve. <laughs> Man's man. Fucking. So I text Kurt, and I'm like, hey, uh, just want to make sure Steve's not, like, dead in a ditch on 150 somewhere. Do you yeah. think everything's okay? And you're like... No, he's passed out in a puddle of his own piss. Yeah. So uh-huh. fuck him. I do remember that. Yeah. He'll be there. And so yeah, eight o'clock. Steve rolls up. We just did a repeat of the day before. We just walked around the farm. And <laughs> oh, that's fun. Looked at shit. Saw God right at one o'clock. Yeah. Bloody squirrels. <laughs> well, that was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about right. That's my Steve hunting story, dude. It was, it was a riot. It wasn't exactly hunting. We just went for a walk, and I laughed a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's, he can be a funny fucker, but man. Yeah. We do that turkeys. for five days straight yeah he's good <laughs> at making you laugh not real good at hunting <laughs> yeah right yeah. well i guess that's the beauty and you know? i guess um if you need it 
But that's funny as fuck, man. <laughs> bravo to you for volunteering your time and your property. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clark bravos you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clark's like, yes. Thank you, buddy. He Clark like, decapped three birds in that time frame. He's like, yeah, we're on some birds, you know, and we're, we're still filming, and I, I, I just don't. I just don't think we can get out there with him. Uh, do you want to do that? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Why yeah, doesn't Kurt take him? <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's what I'd ask. <laughs> Where's Kurt? Yeah, team dick-ass outdoors videos to film. That's good. You so, got to know good advice to give bad advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, some of the most exactly. experienced dudes out there. Hey, just hit it once and let them come, you know? <laughs> so, so that was like two years ago. And then last year, um, remember listening to some episodes and Austin was like, I want to get out there and just sit down and self film killing a Turkey, you know, no blind or anything like that. I think that's what you said. Right. Yeah. I didn't film, but I was able to kill one without a blind. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, you know what? That sounds, that sounds like a hoot. So I went out and I took my camera, my tripod and I sat down and, uh, threw my DSD decoys and I owe all my success to those things. Cause my best decoys out there, dog shit. And <laughs> those are kick ass decoys. Oh man. So yeah couple of jakes come in beat the hell out of this decoy you know and i can hear a gobbler coming down the hill behind me and uh I'm like shit this is pretty cool so then he quiets down and i'm just sitting there and all of a sudden i see this big black shape on the fence out of my periphery like right over my shoulder like oh oh there he is Hops down after the Jake's leave, comes over, starts beating the decoy. Hop the fence. Shoot him. Oh, he hopped right up on him. I'm like, he's not crossing this fucking fence. I'm sitting there thinking, this isn't going to happen. Hop the fence. Walks out. Boom. Get him. Then, uh. Well, that was easy. That was a shotgun. So I was like, I'm going to do this with a bow. So I went back to that same spot, set my decoys out there, and had four. I got this on video. I should know. Mm -hmm. Four gobblers come out, and then one separates from the group that's just beating the shit out of these DSDs, and I peg him and oh, well wow, that's pretty cool yeah this works <laughs> Dude, making it look easy yeah. those dsds are <laughs> sweet great. that's well, what how about we decap my bird off of yeah they're uh if a bird sees those the chances are better than not he's probably gonna yeah. probably gonna come in and take a look oh, yeah. yeah for sure turkey hunting is fun man as much as like we kind of joke about it i mean we all do it oh, I, are, love, I love it. they are dumb birds but man they got a set of eyes on them they're dinosaurs God damn those yeah. things can see yeah it's um Turkey Palooza was a blast. So that's a it's a good tradition that we got yeah. fired up here. Now. This would be year number three coming up for it. Yep, yep. My second one. Mm-hmm. But we made t-shirts. We'll have to make t-shirts again. And we got to get uh, TJ and Brady out this year. Make sure you get a tag too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got to put it in second lottery. Yeah, we're going to pick up some ground too. Ross and I have been talking. We're going to pick up a little bit of ground and space guys out, and we're yeah. make it a big deal. Yep. For sure. Yep. That was fun. I mean, hell, Ross, we chased birds till hey. 1 o'clock. You chased them hard, man. That wears you out. Hey, so where you and I popped that blind up, and yeah. that little prick come out there, and he'd look at us, and he'd leave, <laughs> yeah. and then he'd yeah. come back. Yep. You know, that, that was that's the spot. That's where I killed Shut. that last buck. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, 100 yards in the timber straight north. No shit. Yep. By where we found some of those uh, shroomies. Hmm. Just like that. Yeah. Do you not want me to say that? That's it. Oh. <laughs> That's all I got to say about so, that. Now I know where Ross's mushroom spot's at. Well, nope. there's probably lots no, of mushrooms. No, found, we found more sticks than mushrooms, but... Well, we did. We didn't really find a lot. I mean, we didn't find any, really, actually. I just said that because I got excited and got nervous. Um, but it was, it was, I, I wanted to be part of the By story. where we took a nap, because we were like, man... Where we took a nap. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That's a better place to... Hang it on. We do we chase oh, birds there. around and then we get to in that the timber. One spot. In the timber. In the timber. In the woods where there's trees. Yep. There was a canopy there, I think. Yep. I know <laughs> where where there's lots of sticks. 
<laughs> just a ton of them. A ton of sticks out there. It's crazy. No mammoth tusks, though. We didn't see any of them. Nope. We, we, we weren't fucking around in the creek, though. Nope. <laughs> got to start doing that. I, I, dude, Apparently, I'm about he's to. Close. He's close to it. I'm about to now. Yeah. With a rake or something. And just. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all about feel. Feel. Yeah. So do you just, like, in your spare time, go around and just, like... Gently pull, feel no. pulls an Austin, gets in his undies, and just <laughs> dude, that's, feels that's how you really, really get in tune with nature, right there. <laughs> Let your baby bird drag over become, a mammoth become tusk. One that's one how you nature. feel it. <laughs> you put that uh, antenna out there. Yeah, <laughs> right. let that baby bird get out of the nest. Get your little. It's like feeler. a sonar. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those gold finders. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. God, we're so dumb. <laughs> what have we done? We made it this far. I thought it was funny. Hey, that's good. <laughs> Dude, just like the stories, like the it just you spend a lot of times in the woods, so yeah. like you encounter some weird shit. But yeah. it's also I'm so just antler wired that I'm not like looking for anything else. Well, that's what I want. That's like my ultimate trophy is like an old old mineral replaced antler. Like oh really? I could just hang it up if I found one of those. Yep. Like you know you see those pictures of guys that are fishing like the Mississippi River or some lake yeah. in Michigan. And they hook up full on elk skull. Yep. Yeah. With the antlers and everything. That's what I want. Really? I want a white tail skull to come out like that. I always think about what what did a whitetail buck look like back then yeah yeah well, like i think a, you ought to start fishing the little creeks around us because man there's some bucks that just flat out disappear oh yeah, i guarantee crazy. it they're, like, they're, they're out there there's yeah. monsters and they just they're gone i bet you mm-hmm. there's a lot out there i want yeah. to see henderson creek just dry up one year just so i can walk it and see what's buried under there it's yeah. scared the shit out of you waterways are interesting man i i'd be honest i'm pretty scared of water in general like i can swim and everything so it's like that's not a worry but it just it freaks me out a little bit. I worked on the Mississippi for a while, and like on barges yeah, and shit. Horror stories. And like dude, I always wondered like if they dried the Mississippi out, what would it look like? What yeah. dude? That mm-hmm. I don't like the river. Like people are like, oh yeah, let's go tube and let's go. Like you've invited me out to the river before, also. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you get enough beers and you just forget you're on the water. Yeah. It'd be fine. I just get a little too cocky. Like you just aren't gonna find me like <laughs> swimming in it and shit, dude. Like the like the Mississippi, you won't find me. In. I've been yeah. in it twice, never again. About the time something hits you in the leg, you're gonna be like, I've, nope. I've worked on that river. On it's dangerous, man. You got to respect it. I I grew up on it. I'm kind of a river rat, but yeah, there's so many accidents that can happen out there. You really got to keep your wits about you. Yeah, yeah do, do, do as I say, not as I do. I've yeah. seen shit floating in that river, the Mississippi, yeah. and I've talked to the tugboat captain that we used to work with and hear, heard the shit that he's pulled out of the water, like bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, you reach in and grab an arm yeah. from somebody and the whole thing peels off. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that compared to the lake, I've been out there tubing, like you feel something touch you and you're, not, you're not, Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, the river's creepy, man. Hurry I mean, up, boat, come back. <laughs> there's guys that, and I feel bad if somebody knows somebody that had this happen, but guys snowmobiling on the river. Mm. That die in their snowmobile gear. Yep. I don't know how many guys our tugboat captain found in all snowmobile gear in like midsummer. Mm. You know, yeah. like way down the river. It's the only yeah. thing holding them together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just shit like that. I'm just like, dude, I don't want to touch that water at all. I'm with you there. I could be in, a, in just a little innocent pond and a fish bounce off my leg, and you just thought <laughs> some dude grabbed my leg yeah. out of the water. Like, I'm out of yeah. there. Yeah. Old Greg. Have you seen the old Greg videos? <laughs> you know what old I, Greg is? Uh-uh. Oh, oh dude. Stupid I, I as hell. Need to, I don't need to see that. It's, it's a joke. It's done the shit ever, but it's so funny. It's like a British TV show or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you old Greg after the podcast. You'd yeah. be like, what the fuck are you wasting my time? Exactly. But it's you just need to know what it is. Um, <laughs> no, man. I do. It's that's. I think that holds the crown for the most fascinating off-the-wall story on the podcast. I agree. Cool. Sure. 
Really, though? I don't know if you really beat that. I mean... I'm honored. Dude, I don't <laughs> give a shit about hearing another Shed Antler story ever again. No. Oh, I'm just man. kidding. I love hearing I am going to look in the creeks too. a little bit harder next yeah. time I get in there. Yeah. Well, I, I guess just being more aware of, like, maybe... I don't know. Like just maybe investigating things a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, checking certain things out. Be in tune with the environment a little bit more. Check things out. Explore a little bit. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. want to make this any longer than I need to here, but no, I, I want to dig just a little bit deeper, just for a second. Dig so, away. No, dig deep. So these. Uh, it's him, not me. Fucking go as deep as you want. Right. Well, so I think when you go to the creek bed and you're you're digging around and you find uh, a hatchet head mm-hmm. or a big arrowhead or that. you find you My find something one. like that from the Native yeah. Americans yeah. that were there before, why didn't they? Uh, I mean, it, wouldn't you think they'd see that big old mammoth tusk before you got to it, or no? Well, here's the thing: is down there the the farmers have a real bad habit of plowing right up to the cut banks, right up to the creek banks. They don't oh, yeah. leave any buffers. They don't leave anything to catch the dirt that's moving away. One and, more row of corn, man. Yeah, I just got to get that one more and. Uh, Ever since they started the environmental center down there a few years back, they've been measuring how much topsoil they're losing because the the tenant farmers that have that spot, you know, they do that. And I think they measured, like, something between 30 and 60 feet, like, width-wise a year is how much that creek moves when it comes and scours and the ice carries shit away. 30 to 60 feet? That's how much it's moving. Uh, and that might not be a year. That might be over a three-year period of them measuring it's it. Still fucking That's impressive. But that that so we think that that creek that I found it in wasn't running the direction that it is now. We think it was running perpendicular to the creek that's there now. Really? And that creek, that cut bank, uh, washed it out, exposed it. Yeah, yeah like like the oh, okay. week I found it. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah, so it was just right place, right time. Good, and, good uh, thought on that, though, Ross. Yeah. yeah, I don't. So, that, I mean, that's nuts to think about. But, but it's illegal to take an excavator in there, and there's a creek that just keeps washing your field, and there's a little knob right there. If you try to straighten that and take that knob off, that's illegal. That's yeah, that is illegal. But if yeah. you want to farm that edge right on the edge of the creek mm-hmm. and keep tilling it up, and then and then a big rain comes in, and then that creek's just constantly shifting, like yep. you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, that's okay, but but it's illegal. Take that excavator in there and move it around. I, mm-hmm. I guess that makes you know? sense because, but I didn't. Well, yeah, never thought sure. About it. But you're changing everything up, and you're just silting everything in yeah. downstream. Yeah, it's it's easy I mean, too to if you don't have a real deep grasp on geology and uh, just how long it takes for these processes to take place. We look at I look at it anyways. I'm really one dimensional. Like I, I I look at these creek and I think, well, God, that creek's been there forever, but I mean, that landscape, from the time that tusk dropped until you found it, how different, yeah. did, I mean, how much different did it look? The, the way right, I right. understand it is, like, the glacier came up, and all of all of the, you know, the front edge of it is just covered in rocks and gravel and crap. I don't even know if you would have been able to see the ice. But it comes up as it melts, all that stuff washes away, so you end up with, like, a braided stream-looking thing. Like, if you go on Google Maps and look at uh, the North Slope in Alaska... Mm-hmm. These streams that don't have a main channel, they cover. They might be a mile wide, you know, of just melt water running away, and uh, that's that's basically what that probably looked like then, with some little islands of spruce trees and ash trees and stuff like that growing in it. It's just a big mm-hmm. wet, yeah, you yeah, know, rocky kind of swampy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the way I understand it is, all the topsoil that we have here 
I might be completely wrong about this. I might have misheard this. It all settled out of the atmosphere. Like when the glaciers were here, part of the reason that they were that way was because it was just cloudy all the time. And it snowed and it stayed there and the sun never melted it. But at a point, all that stuff started to settle out of the atmosphere. And that's what our topsoil is. It's just like rock flour that no shit. settled out. Yeah. that's. Hmm. I, I was told that once. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> it's interesting, though. Well, you know more than we do about yeah. it. Yeah. That's for sure. Dude, I just, that stuff is so, it's so incredible. The, I don't know, thinking about just shit that long ago yeah. is insane. I got a question, too, for you. So, let's say someone listens to this and they go out and they find uh, a tusk somehow. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be? My advice would be to like get, right a, away. get a hold of somebody. Um, if it's found in water, the clock's ticking. Like, okay. I would leave it there, mark it somehow. And get somebody out there that knows what they're doing. Um, the odds of being able to keep that a secret and do things right to try to get some money out of it are just—it's not there. Your but you—but backing up, you said that you think yours was within a day of being in the water. I—I uh, I think it was probably below the level of the water in that creek and the water table like it would have been wet already but the the you know the the guys walking in front of me might have broke it for okay. all i know you know mm-hmm. what i mean um yeah, you said it had white ends right when, yeah it had white ends it was freshly broken well more so, okay so there you go so more or less it came out of the dirt like mm-hmm. you were saying yeah and it was in the water and then it started breaking down yeah it was just you know, they, Shit, they don't dang. they don't lay there forever, so, especially ivory. Those teeth, those molars, they'd be there till the end of time. They're like one of the hardest naturally occurring things there is. Right. So but, for me, like when I see when I see a um, go in and sod bust a pasture. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're rolling it over the moldboard plow, and yep. we're going to start planting that stuff. So it's, it's been a cattle pasture for fifteen years, mm-hmm. and we're going to do something different. Um, you start rolling that over the first big heavy rain. That's the day you go out and mm-hmm. arrowhead hunt. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Another big heavy rain like that. If you've got a nice creek bed somewhere around, whether you're looking for <laughs> uh, tusks mm-hmm. or you're work- looking for arrowheads yep. or axe heads or anything like that, yep. when that water lays down, that was the biggest stir up that you could get. Yep. And those are the times you better get out there. Exactly. I've I always... guarantee you, I will be in. I will be either be on that field or I'll be in that creek. <laughs> yep. From now on. Yep. I've always wanted to find a, like an arrowhead or an axe, some sort of like Native American artifact. Always. Yeah. And I always look when I'm walking. I try. And I never found one. Or never found one that I knew was <laughs> one. You know, and you right. probably found a lot. We, we got to take it. him over to what's his place's house. Yeah, we won't say. But we, yeah. got, we got a buddy that's got, I mean, literally five-gallon buckets full of what he calls junk. They're, I mean, they're almost mint. And then he's got cases. Yep. Of just uh, how really? many cases does he have? Massive cases. He's a cases. friend of Clark's. It's the most impressive artifact collection I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just wanted to find one. I never go looking solely for that. Though. Yeah, he's he's, he's got his own like little uh, like a ice pick, but it's not an ice pick. It's like a arrowhead pick like type shovel. Yeah, my I mean, dad has an old. Axe. He's got the he's got the kids involved. I mean, they're out there. Not, not, not to mention his whitetail collection that's in between all of it. Like his man cave is just as impressive as anyone ours. But and then he's got all these artifacts through it. It's it's legit. That's really? Cool. Yeah. Do you have you found a lot? I've found a fair bit. Yeah. I need to go looking and see. Dana Pace has found a fair amount too. See, the thing yeah. is, going looking for it, you're, I don't know what it is about karma or what, but you're almost going to find. You're almost going to find less. 
Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah stumble you, upon. You want to see a big buck go squirrel hunting? You know, right. that's, that's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, for I sure. Hear you. I get that. Everybody listening gets just, that too. Just, yeah, you yeah. just got to kind of be aware. Ohio, that, that New Mexico. Be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your best spots. I'm always looking like when the farmer turns a field and you see some of the bright white rocks sticking. Mm-hmm. Out. I'm always yeah. like, <gasps> nope. I found <laughs> I found an arrowhead like yeah. probably I don't know eight inches long, about that big. Out of the tractor, it was like twenty yards from me. He's shooting heavy arrow. I'm, I'm going right, yeah. <laughs> I'm going right through this sand knob, and I'm like, it was twenty yards away. I'm like, whammy, right yep. there, yep. baby. Yep. Stop oh, the tractor. Whammy. No shit. You can yeah. see it sticking out of the sand knob. That's a that's a thirty six hundred grain broadhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's sure. a big boy. You're it's running about a two pound. You go for FOC. <laughs> running the gleaner, just spotting artifacts from the gleaner. <laughs> that must have been one through that blue mother- glass. That must have been one jacked motherfucker shooting. <laughs> No kidding. It was Jeremy Beck's Native American. I don't know much about artifacts. I think it was like a flesher, like something that they'd use to like flesh with, but I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's just call it a broadhead just for fun. It was all those FOC homos back in the day. (laughs) He's that guy. Fire logs. Just just kidding. Uh, Yeah, Jeremy Beck shooting 90 pound Matthews. This has been fun, man. This is awesome. The podcast about the mammoth. And I knew we would go off on a tangent about it, but it's so interesting. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe there's another hunting podcast, like maybe like a mediator one that had somebody that's an expert in it. But to run across like a real life dude in the Midwest, yeah, who discovered a legitimate like record breaking artifact is cool as fuck. This is kind of like like most of the guys I know that you know kill big bucks are just tight tight lipped as all get out. They don't want you to know they even hunt. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how a lot of these artifact guys are because. Somehow this notion that the sta- if the state finds out what you have, they'll come and take it all. Right. Like, right. they, if the best thing you can do is know where your stuff came from and say, this is what I have, this is where it came from, they just want the information. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, once you pick the thing up off the ground, it's next to worthless to them if you can't tell them where it was. Right, because that doesn't mean nothing as far yeah. as history. Yeah, and- they don't have, it, like, where it was in the soil if, it, if you picked it up out of a, a plowed field, you know. Just, just the general location of it is all they have, and well, what it, gives it is, them, and, and it gives them a really good idea how to preserve it too. Coming up, I mean, they're the pros. Yeah. yeah. So you might have just picked up a pile of dust, mm-hmm. but if you, you know, hit them up and then they show up, it's just they, they can piece that thing back together yeah, exactly. and preserve it the way that it needs to be. And then it, yeah. now you can look at it, yeah, as it's preserved. You know, that other one that you said you picked up, that little hunk, mm-hmm. whatever it was, left or right or whatever. Yeah. I mean it. Would you say it crumbled? It's gone. It's gone. It, it dried out. Like so, there's like two different kinds of ivory. And then there's your bark ivory, which is the outside, and then the inside is like a sponge. Hmm. And that, do you that, believe that it was that the other piece you found was part of that same mammoth or a different one? Oh yeah. Um, so the way it was oriented, like I almost think one of them was going down in the ground. The one that broke, like I pulled that one out of the gravel. Okay. And so it was definitely, I had the, the root part of it, and it matched the the other one. So mm. I know it was one, two off the It wasn't like animal. two mammoths that were fighting and got yeah. stuck or something crazy. Two fucking giants. Yeah, you imagine it wasn't that? nothing like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, and then. It's two Boone and Crockett mammoths. <laughs> just I got a boot yeah. Never oh, know. You think they did that back in the day? Nah, he's only 40-year-old. I'm going to pass on him. <laughs> I, I bet you they judged him. I bet you. I mean, not to that point, but imagine I imagine hunting a mammoth. That'd get you jacked up. Yeah, you probably want like a three-year-old. Like once they get past three, you're like, I'm not fucking with that. No, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a lot not, of work. I'm not yeah. eating that. He ain't even thirty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Posting it on like 
whatever Facebook was back then. You Scratching know? it on I the shot wall. Scratch it on the wall. <laughs> I, shot this on, I shot this on public. It's <laughs> <laughs> on public. Public what? It. Public land mammoth. Yeah. That's a basket rag. <laughs> From a saddle. Yeah. Yeah, people are judging. Holding up big chunks of backstrap. You can't eat the ivory. <laughs> <laughs> I use a milkweed on <laughs> yeah, using, yeah, using milkweed. Dude's talking about FOC and there what probably was, there probably using was that guy it. back then too. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh you're doing it all wrong. Yeah, yeah but, everybody else is hunting from the ground. He's got like vines wrapped around his waist <laughs> and shit, like thirty feet up in the tree in a vine saddle. The fuck is this guy? We're doing laughing, that? but seriously, I mean that that was probably the guy. Hey, it might have been. You know. There was a dude, just a bunch of world record mammoths. Yeah, the, you know? that was the Clint Casper back in the day. He's doing <laughs> yeah. crazy off the wall shit. Everybody else is hunting on the ground. He's dangling just, from the trees. It's just the ground you got. <laughs> You're only killing those mammoths because you're spoiled with the good ground. <laughs> Ohio, that's where all the big mammoths are. Ohio, <laughs> that's that's cool, man. It's cool to think about, dude. It shit that lived here before us. Dude, that's nuts. Um, it's a trip. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with looking into that. Like where you hunt. The topography of where you hunt will tell you a lot about what your ground was, you yeah. know, what it was in the past, what might be there. Yep. You know, where where a Native American sat and napped flint and watched deer or mammoths or whatever walk by, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. That's super I mean, there cool, had to yeah. have been whitetails back then, right? Had I don't know. to have been. Yeah. There was a, there was a critter called a stag moose. Which is just Ooh, I think I've seen that. a wild looking set of antlers. It's like, um, I think I know what you're talking about, but wasn't it called a... Uh, some sort of elk. There's, there's an Irish elk. Mm-hmm. Irish elk is what yeah, I'm thinking. That's of. the yeah. massive yeah. elk. Yeah. Irish elk is what I'm thinking ones. of. So that that was a cool story. I was working down at the state museum, and uh, they had one up there that was like probably ten feet wide, mm-hmm. tip to tip, ten feet oh. wide, enormous, and it was broken. The whole thing it came out like a peat bog, so the whole thing was the same color. They thought it was a replica. And they were going to put it in the children's museum, and when they moved it, they broke one of the bases. Hmm. Oh no! Shit. And realized it was real. And like, where did they find it? They got it. They got it through a like inner museum thing from a uh, a museum in Nebraska or something like that. That got it from somewhere because these things. I, I'm not sure where they come from. I think they come from like the British Isles or something like that. They yeah. get them out of the North Ohio all the time. Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> don't, don't don't tell anybody. It's Ohio. It's Ohio. Um, Ohio. So yeah, they're they're huge, but like there's all kinds of big deer type critters. Running around, yeah. yeah. I don't know what white tails were back then. Yeah, if I could time travel, oh boy, they're probably all coos deer. <laughs> Get your bow. Let's go time travel. Everything yeah. else was probably huge, and white tail were just like hundred ten inch coos deer. They're sitting yeah. there playing play those things, buying their time. <laughs> you know, like, wait till all you motherfuckers are dead. I'm about to go to Ohio and grow a rack, baby. We're on our way to Ohio. You guys, yeah. Once all these mammoths kick rocks, I'm heading to Ohio. What's up, Columbus? Plato snaking all day, <laughs> looking for that good genetic and easy life. All the good property, cheap leases. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. I'm going. Everybody get there. <laughs> Ohio leases are super available and at an all time low for prices. Oh yeah, they're like twelve bucks an acre. Anybody hunt too? It's crazy. Anybody hunt? Well, what I like about it, it's 160 bucks for a buck and a doe tag. Yeah, who's going yeah. with me? And easy. cheap leases. Who's going with you? Screw Illinois, I'll screw Iowa. <laughs> Ohio's where you want to go, baby. Yeah, for sure. We're going. Clint and Damien are going to listen. Quit blowing on my fucking <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Clint's just screaming in the fucking 12 bucks in truck races. No. Dude, it's debatable. It depends on who you ask. You don't even need a tag. what I heard. <laughs> but I heard they're real lenient. Just drift your way drift on, on. Yeah, yeah, drift on. Yeah, drift on over there. Just hand you one. Yeah. Hit yeah. a snow drift that the same mammoth died at the bottom of and just take it right in, baby. <laughs> 
run that, your tusk, kill your butt. Run that melt off right into Ohio, babe. You got it. There it is. <laughs> Two inch deer, and you can bait. You can bait in Ohio. That's a fact. You yeah, gotta have that corn. Everything else we said was bullshit. You get deer corn from Farm King. I don't know what they have out there. No, not Farm King. Nothing as good as Farm King. Um, Nothing's as good as Farm King. <laughs> Real quick, I want to. I want you to tell the Farm King story. The Farm King story. Um, so this goes back to my crossbow story. Yeah, the tragic crossbow story, which I should have probably reported that. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, and I kind of was like, man, now it's too late to report it. But I guarantee it. You know, before shotgun season, I could have done the same exact thing. I ran into that same guy, mm-hmm. and I thought about doing that with a DNR officer, being like, hey, dude, like. Give me a couple hours of your time right at dark, and let's go through there and catch this with a light, you know? <laughs> and But I just – I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I should have. Maybe I, I don't know. Whatever. But anyway. Uh, that's freaky, man. But, uh, yeah, I worked behind the gun counter at Farm King. and uh, Farm King for – if you don't live just in our pocket in Illinois, aren't they? There's only six of them, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Farm King is like – if you know what a fleet farm is or a farming fleet or a Tyson's. Rural King. Or a Rural whatever. King, a Big R. Um, wherever you're at in the country. Go it's get all your rural Little shit. farm and garden store. But their yeah. hunting sections are normally like a little above and beyond yeah. what a normal yeah. farm store is. Because the owners are the rednecks. Big hunters, yeah. Oh, the owners are. I didn't know all that. Yeah, they're yep. big hunters, yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'm behind the gun counter. I'm trying to get a Farm King sponsor, dude. <laughs> oh, you can do that. We, we know the guy. Yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. I do, yeah. Yep. <laughs> You've been holding out on us. <laughs> my, my cousin's like good friend with the son. He went to school with him or knows him somehow. Yeah. Okay. That, that's the funny thing. People used to roll in there and be like, oh, I know the owner. And one time the owner was standing behind him and turns around and looks at him and was like, I don't know you, so get out of my store. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, that was awesome. Sounds it like my type of guy. One of the brothers, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm behind the gun counter one day and, uh, you know, I got to play nicey nice with whoever comes in there. Like, I, I had a bad taste in my mouth about um, out-of-state hunters because we had a, a family farm down in Pike County that was just surrounded by, you know, leased ground, and these scrubs drive yeah. up on the fence and do all kind of stupid shit. So, you know, I put on a nice face for these guys, and this dude rolls up, and I'm just like, yeah, how's it going this season? You seen anything? Um, he's like, no, I haven't really seen anything, but I took a couple of sound shots. Hmm. And I was like, what? Cool. And sound he, shots. And he's like, yeah, sound shots. You know, you hear something, you shoot at it. Didn't get anything. I'm like, sound you got to be fucking kidding me. Get out of the store. I can't fucking look at you right now. Go back to whatever fucking state you came from. This is done. This is over. I Sound shot. I just walked away. Some dude's over there rattling for bucks, and he just gets like shot. Caught a bullet, yeah. Yeah. Guess, no shit. Yeah, so he goes, marches right up there and tells my manager or whatever, and the manager comes back, and you know, I was all in a puff. and like, what, what, what was that all about? Why did you think you need to dress down that customer? We don't do that around here. And I was like, because oh, no. he's out there in the woods shooting people. He's a dipshit. Yeah, Did he tell yeah. you what he told me? They're like, well, that makes sense. I guess we're not going to write you up for that. So, hey, <clears throat> that dude probably maybe hopefully thought about it. Dude, I about went over the counter at him. I was pissed, dude. I you know I didn't realize how real that type of shit was yeah. until my crossbow incident. There's some idiots out there. Yeah, I didn't you just real- like to think that everybody's capable of handling themselves mm-hmm. in the outdoors, but a lot of people are just either green enough or dumb enough they don't know yeah. think dumb enough what they're usually doing. the or don't care dumb yeah. enough yeah yeah dumb enough we'll go with that <laughs> like they're like true serious honorary members of dick ass outdoors yeah <laughs> you're legit followers <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's a cult 
You gotta have t-shirts you can hand out to people when they're just idiots, <laughs> dude. I should at trade shows just be like, hey, dude, you earned what? You earned this. I got a t-shirt for you. One second. You sell anything else besides ghetto flat bills? No, but I got this dick ass outdoors t-shirt. You dick ass outdoors flat bill. First, first item coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. Custom one of one for you. Congrats, you just came to pro staff. Yeah, <laughs> here you go, bud. Make a video. About you made it, it somewhere. <laughs> You're going places. <laughs> Oh man, dude! Sound shots—that is scary. That's frightening. That's very it's scary. It's scary for everybody. I mm-hmm. heard a lot of stories. You know, working there, guys would come in and be like, "I need a seven millimeter mag to hunt coyotes in Hancock County." I'm like, "Dude, Hancock County parts of it are pretty flat. You trying to kill your neighbor? No shit. You know, aren't you? You know, start out with like a two forty three or something like that. Work your way up. Yeah. Something that doesn't skip three miles. If you, <laughs> yeah. If you do hit two forty three, should get you where you need to be. Oh man, yeah, how far are you shooting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God forbid you. Get a dry ear. That bullet's just like bouncing. Skip, 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 skip. Yeah. No, I, I want to blow them in half. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Here you go. Cool story, bro. Oh, uh, dude, that's scary. I worked at Gander Mountain behind mm-hmm. the gun counter for a little bit, and I didn't really. I only I didn't work there for that long. Just when I was in college for a little bit. Um, always had guys coming in that want like want to be gangster type dudes that yeah. always want to handle guns mm-hmm. so i'd always like do something to the gun i knew they would know how to like work the function on the gun yeah. and i'd <laughs> hand it to them that way and then they'd like hold it and be like thanks and hold, hand it, hold it sideways <laughs> yeah they'd be <laughs> like <laughs> look at it they'd be like all right thanks that's cool i'm like hey dude the used high points are over here bro <laughs> you know the that's one, what you need you're gonna buy it used and then ditch it into a creek somewhere and judd will find it later that's what you want <laughs> never found a gun no high points no high points those are river ditchers man oh man those yeah those are the river blocks. bottom of the river somewhere. one and done yeah you get some quad city crime mm-hmm. um you know you drive over one of the bridges 80 bridge 74 bridge whip your high point in the mississippi i have a high point yeah. It's actually a kick-ass gun. Damn thing shoots. I, bit, yeah. I beat the shit out of it. <laughs> Just in case. Never jammed it. I never cleaned it. It's got like a lifetime warranty. Oh, yeah, that? they do. Yeah. They're the shit, man. 150 bucks for a 9 mil. <laughs> Dude. You never know when you're going to need it. Hey, we'll bust it out. We'll shoot some high point action one of these days. Looks like some old-ass Star Trek phaser gun. Oh, dude. Shoots. <laughs> they're uglier so than ugly. fuck, but they're kind of cool. I mean, for the price. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I can't beat it. For something that shoots, but it's a hood gun. Get them cheap, <laughs> throw them away. I don't know, man. It might be a little too big to go in the waistband. <laughs> man, you wear big enough pants. It'll fit them there. baggy pants. Huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, cool, man. How was the first podcast experience? First podcast is great, but I do have a, a story I got to tell you yeah. guys because it just happened. So uh, I've been watching a lot of three and a half year olds walk by. Uh-huh. First uh, mature buck that I wanted to shoot. Um, I'm in the stand. And I'm watching this eight point. It's one I, I had on Instagram, the one that got shot. Yeah, yeah. He was spined, and I, I picked him up. So I'm watching him come right up to the base of my tree, right? And I look over to my right, and here's this real nice one. And I don't want to describe him any further than that because it hurts me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. I stood up. I'm making the turn. I pull my bow into me to adjust my wheel down from 30 because I thought they were all going to be crossing in the cornfield to my left. <laughs> so I dial it down to 20. And I click my thumb release that's hanging on my D loop, uh-huh. and it falls and bounces off my foot Ugh. and hits the ground. And this buck jumps a little bit when it hits the ground and just walks away. And I'm just standing there. Like, it just hurts. It hurts my soul. Oh, man. You should have just Dana paced him. I should have just jumped out of the tree on his back and knifed his ass, man. You should have just 
hit him with the fingers, yeah, man. Yeah, Dana Pace would just pull it back with fingers and let him have it. <laughs> That's the thing about that Valor, man, that, that ang- the spring angle. Just you're not going to be able to let go of have that. You ever shot, have you guys ever shot a compound with fingers? Yeah, it sucks. I've never done it. It's I never done That's it how I tried to learn when I first picked a bow up was mm-hmm. I got the fingers and – had an old bear Alaskan and was trying to hit a hay bale at like 10 yards and couldn't fucking do it. I'm like, this is stupid. Well, I always heard there's a, a fear of rolling the string off the cam track. And, oh, know, yeah. You know, blowing it up. Blowing yeah. it up in your face. Back in the day, you know, when you had a 38-inch axle-to-axle Golden Eagle, you could do <laughs> yeah. that. Golden Eagles, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, hell, the, the Fitzgerald boys shoot their new Matthews fingers. Dude, a lot of – and I – hats off to those guys because, I mean, your form and everything has to be spot on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it take a release really does take a lot of the guesswork out of a lot of the shot. But those yeah. guys that can do that, man, that's – I saw a post today. Off. Someone's like, has ever, anybody ever shot an elite – I can't remember which model. It was in a group. Has anybody ever shot an elite da, 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 with fingers? And the first comment, you know when you scroll through, you can see like, the first two comments. And the, <laughs> the first comment was just, why? <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> but, like, why? <laughs> it's just like, that's funny. That's heartbreaking. That's Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> I'll, oh, I'll show you a picture of him. It's, it's rough. Uh, but he's, he died? Uh, no, not that one. Oh, that, that one didn't die. That he was the one that walked around with this one. Okay, so okay. I'm a little worried. So I live pretty close to a pretty recognizable landmark, and uh, I was driving. I do my drive around the farms in the morning, and uh, I was looking around, and I saw this buck bedded right next to the river. Mm-hmm. And there's all this ground down, oh, okay. down called yep. like Shatter Cane Hill. I call it Shatter Cane Hill. It's like six, seven acres of nothing but Shatter Cane. You're not getting in there to run anything out. What's Shatter Cane? It's, uh, holy smokes. It's that That's shit. what you want to put on your neighbor's property. Yeah. Just to fuck them up. Like canary grass and all kinds of, it's the stuff that dries out and it's got the spongy middle in it and it cracks. Once, just, once just, you get it, you can't. You run through a combine, yeah. you're screwed. I know yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that shit. So uh, that's all this is on the south end of one of our fields up against the river, and the bucks go in there in bed. And so yeah. I try to hunt the pinches coming out of that. But he's laying there, and I just figured this buck knows he's safe. Yeah. So he's not Because it's up so loud him. getting into him. Oh, yeah. There's nothing coming behind him at all. He's up against the river. It's nothing. It's not going to happen. I'm looking at him across the river. Yeah. And so I take off, go to work, come back down to my lunch, and think, you know, he, there's a chance he might still be there. So I get out of my truck. He's there go around and get my binoculars out and look at him and uh pull my phone out and start videoing him and just as i do he starts standing up and i can see where the coyotes have been at his back end oh and so i just immediately called the game warden i was like hey look i got a, a buck that's down on our property and uh, he's like i can come take care of it or i can give you permission to do it and i said i'm i'm fine doing it and uh he's like uh, are you are you going to want to keep the head? Or are you going to want to take the meat to a process or anything like that? And I was like, honestly, no. I mean, he's an old deer, but I'm probably not going to do too much with him. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's fine. If you keep it on the farm, all good. Just don't take it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went around, got up behind him, popped him. And just as I shot him, he pitches off into the river. So I had to go fish him out. And, but he was the buck that's always with this one I wanted to shoot. So I'm a little freaked out that somebody might have spined that buck and oh yeah got got the other buck on the same route so oh. fingers crossed he's not laying out there dead somewhere but no <sighs> kidding yeah it's... damn well hopefully not and hopefully you kill him yep. and we'll do a follow-up podcast we'll do a follow-up happy indeed <laughs> yeah, what man. do you think man you never did a podcast at all before or anything uh, i a couple of my friends uh, had one um pre-pandemic whatever the hell this thing is <laughs> 
Um, I think they had one then pretty much. They'd stopped it. I, I think they quit getting together. Um, I'm oh. not sure. Um, and then another one, my buddy had one. I got on there and talked to him. I, and believe it or not, those two consisted mostly of mammoth tusk discussions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's what you're yeah. known for. Yeah. Well, see, we got it out of the way this time. This time. And now we can move on to all the fun deer stories and weird shit. I you know, probably the next time we'll just answer all the questions that get submitted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Fire away. So, pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's anything awesome. Anything Very you want to cool. plug? Where can people find you? Do you care to plug that? Um, I, I'm Jed McCullum on uh, Instagram. Don't bother hitting me up on Facebook because... It's yeah, yeah. Sucks. Yep. Yep. Um, the gram. Just post photos. That's it. That's all really gram. Easy. Yep. That's where, that's where I'm at if you want to find me. That's cool, man. I talk into my phone like a crazy person every day. So I, I love it, dude. I, I, <laughs> that's great. I love them. More people should do that. Like, just, just talk to your phone. It's not so much for other people, but it's a great record to look back on. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you can just be like, oh, I know exactly where I was when I did this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what I the saw. The memories thing yeah, is coming back. I, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea, man. I uh, I enjoy him. I think you're a funny dude. I think you're a you're a man's man. A man's man. That's what we we'll call it. Judd man. We we'll either call this Judd McCollum the man's man or the mammoth tucks guy. Who the knows? mammoth man. Mammoth man. The mammoth man. Mammoth man. man's man. I like man's it. Man. <laughs> mammoth man. The mammoth man. You guys got anything to add? Had a blast, man. Good luck in the late season. Hope you kill that giant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll second that, <laughs> man. That's, that, that late season is going to get good. That's so my time. Hang in there and just you and me. Him, yep. get him shot. Yep. We'll get him. Luck of the podcast <laughs> is with you, boys. Oh, thank you. All right, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yep. It was Thanks, fun. Judd. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.